Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Common Sense with Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Carson joins Sebastian Gorka on his podcast, America First, with Sebastian Gorka to discuss how political correctness morphed into wokeness and how it is negatively impacting our society. What do we need to focus on to get our country on track? On Gorka's The Manhood Hour, Dr. Carson talks about his mom, a struggling single mom who instilled in her children the values that helped them become successful in their careers and family life. We'll listen to Dr. Carson and Sebastian Gorka up next after this break. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Now we're pleased to rebroadcast this important podcast with Dr. Ben Carson and Sebastian Gorka. We have so much to discuss in the next hour about the threat to the fabric of the nation, what wokeness means in practice, the assault on classical concepts of masculinity, even the basic concepts of what is a man and what is a woman. But first, as a former member of the uh, the Trump cabinet, I have to ask you your reaction to the uh, the sordid and tragic events we have witnessed in just the last 72 hours in the Middle East. 
Well, certainly, you know, my heart and prayers go out for those people who've been uh, severely affected by the terrorism uh, that has gone on in Israel. And, uh, you know, it's not terribly surprising that terrorist activities are increasing because the, the current administration does not seem to be very forceful or very forward thinking. Uh, I'm thinking this is probably just the beginning of some of the horrors that we're going to experience because, you know, we have been very lax uh, at our southern border. And uh, I'm sure there are lots of uh, people coming through that border who have very bad intentions for our country. If if there weren't, that would be malpractice on behalf of uh, terrorists. I mean, they have an open border and not take advantage of it. So I'm sure that they're going to be doing some pretty awful things to us, too. They may be coming right on the heels of this to divert our attention away from Israel. If you think but, of the fact that... serious. Yeah, if you think of the fact that 9-11 was executed by less than 20 uh, terrorists, and we know that uh, at least 50 on the terror watch list were identified in just the last few weeks crossing the southern border, and an estimated 6 to 8 million illegals have crossed the border. Some are saying today, uh, Dr. Carson, that um, an attack of this ilk uh, is not a question of if in America, it's a question of when. I think that's exactly right. And if we were smart, we would be looking at all the possibilities and have contingencies going on. You know, why wouldn't they target the, the 13 or 15 critical uh, substations, electric substations that the others tie into and, uh, you know, do some major damage to our electric grid? You know, just as, as one example, I mean, there's a, there's a gazillion different examples of things that they could be doing. And uh, and they're going to do them. <laughs> we better get ready. What what what? Do you, <laughs> I, I I don't want to tee up a question, but I just remember that a few years ago we were told that my boss, your boss, was going to start World War Three. And and we look back at the four years of President Trump, no new wars, the border secured, ISIS crushed. Uh, how can any sane person not understand that what we are witnessing, whether it's in Ukraine, whether it's in the Middle East, whether it's in the seas around Taiwan, is a function of not having American leadership? And I don't mean neoconservative, let's invade the world leadership, but just, you know, peace through strength. Shouldn't this be obvious to all Americans now that what has occurred in the last two and a half years is a function of who's in the White House? It should be obvious to anyone at this point. Sometimes it has to be pretty dark before some people can see the light. Uh, I think we're getting there, and I'm hopeful that uh, even a lot of people on the other side of the aisle are starting to recognize that the leadership that we have is leading us to no good place. And another couple of years of this, the whole world will be embroiled in some type of conflict. You know, China's becoming emboldened. Uh, there's no reason that they're... They shouldn't uh, carry out their plans toward Taiwan uh, after watching how we react to other things. So uh, it's a very, very uh, treacherous time for our country right now with the kind of leadership that we have. 
you in that speech, the Turning Point USA, you talked about political correctness as one of the greatest threats to the nation today. Political correctness is, is a, you know, seems like a nice phrase. You want to be correct, don't you? But I see it simply as a form of censorship and uh, an attempt at thought control, if not simply speech control. Do you agree? That's exactly what it is. And, you know, this is not the first time it's occurred. It's occurred in other countries. Uh, at other times. And what one of the things that you have to do in order to impose it is you have to dumb down the population. Now you have to get people to stop thinking for themselves and to simply accept what you tell them. And then you can say things like, our southern border is completely under control. And, uh, you know, the world is going to be dissolved in about 10 years because of climate change. You need to have people in a state of mind where they just say, oh, okay, that's what the authority said. Okay, that's what we'll do. And teaching children that they have to sort of monitor everything that they say because they might offend somebody rather than teaching them to think about what works for them and for the people around them is a problem. And we weren't like that for a very long period of time. And I think that's one of the reasons that we were so innovative, uh, so entrepreneurial. That's why the vast majority of inventions came out of this country, because we were free thinkers. But if you get everybody to have to think the same way, that's certainly not going to happen. And we're going to decline. And you can see the decline going on right now. Yeah. And, and also the double standards of, you know, they, they deem conservatives to be intolerant. Uh, we look at the streets of New York today. Uh, let's just put these pictures up. You, you, you think that this is Gaza or the West Bank. This is the New York pro-Palestinian demonstration today. So when, when this is happening in one of our greatest cities, how worried are you for the future of, of the republic? Well, you know, unfortunately, you know, we have gotten to the place where we want to ensure everybody's rights to the point that we become foolish. Yeah. It's sort of like if you were a parent of a child and you say, well, you know, the child's rights are very important. We need to make sure that they get what they want. So they want to eat candy all day long. That's okay. And uh, I mean, we shouldn't impede them. There comes a time when you have to open your eyes and react to the things that are going on around you. And, and what the terrorists are doing and the people that they are employing to do that, um, Hamas and all of these people, they are terrorists. That's what we need to understand. This has nothing to do with Republicans or Democrats. It has to do with people who are out to destroy us and to destroy our society, to destroy our future for our children and our grandchildren. And that's the reason that you resist such things. And you may do it on the battlefield. You may do it economically. You certainly don't go handing them $6 billion and, uh, you know, giving the, the Palestinians you know, over $300 million and thinking that that's not going to fall into the hands of those whose desire is to destroy us. At some point, you're going to use a little bit of common sense. 
Yeah. Uh, where is common sense? Uh, how common is it today or how rare is it? Uh, we are talking with the former Secretary of Housing and Urban Development in the Trump administration, Dr. Ben Carson. Follow him on social media at Real Ben Carson. And uh, please check out his amazing foundation, AmericanCornerstone.org. Uh, Dr. Carson, uh, when you look at what America has gone through and where we are today and, and just whether it's the transgender athletes, whether it's hospitals like Boston's Children Hospital performing transition surgeries on healthy uh, um, children. How, how serious is the assault on what we deemed to be the undeniable realities of manhood and womanhood? How, how bad is the ideological assault today? Has it, has it ever been this out of control? Uh, no, it's not, not been like this. And no, we've we've done well as a nation for a long period of time. When uh, ben, ben Franklin came out of the Constitution Hall in 1787, and he was asked, what do we have here, sir, a monarchy or a republic? He said, a republic, if you can keep it. We've kept it for over 240 years. We're as close to losing it now as we have ever been. And a lot of it has to do with our social infrastructure. If you don't have strong families, then you don't have strong communities. And if you don't have strong communities, you don't have a strong nation. And we're letting all that fall by the wayside. Community used to be one of the strongest things about America. We took care of each other. Even people who came from different areas. In the early days, there'd be 100 families they were from different parts of the world. They could barely speak to each other, but they understood the concept of the common good and how to amalgamate your skills and talents together in order to create strength. If it was harvest time and Mr. Smith fell out of the tree and broke his leg, everybody harvested his crops. They didn't say, what's your religion? Uh, what's your political affiliation? You know, what's your re-? It, it didn't matter. They took care of each other. And... United States of America, united, that was the key. Divided is what we're becoming now. They're driving wedges between people on the basis of race, income, age, gender, religion, political affiliation, you name it. Everybody's your enemy. The neighbor who's been there for 20 years all of a sudden is your enemy because he has a different yard sign. You know, we're allowing ourselves to be manipulated. And uh, if you go and you look at the congressional record for January the 10th, 1963, read into the congressional record by one of the congressmen where the 45 goals of the communists for this country, and you see that they've accomplished a very large number of them. We think we won the Cold War. We did not win the Cold War. That's the reason that uh, Khrushchev was so confident when he talked to Eisenhower that Eisenhower's grandchildren's children would live under communism. Right. But we're in a peculiar situation, Dr. Carson, that it wasn't Khrushchev, it wasn't Brezhnev, it wasn't Chernenko that achieved this. It's actually being implemented by Americans on U.S. soil. It wasn't the KGB. It wasn't the NKVD. It's the likes of Bernadine Dawn, Bill Ayres, BLM, Antifa. So let me ask you, 
if you when when you look at the the drivers of this assault on on our community on our values on on concepts such as manhood where where is the center of gravity is it the the education system is it the media is it the think tanks or is it is it because churches haven't stood up to this insanity where where is the the hub of this assault being generated out of well i think many of the people that you just uh, mentioned are what uh, are referred to by the marxists as useful idiots uh, they don't understand that they're actually destroying their, their own selves. Uh, and they're just laser focused on one thing and they can't understand the implications of what they're doing. That's very unfortunate. But what's happened to our country, we've lost our central stability because we've thrown away our identity. Your history gives you your identity, and your identity gives you your belief system. That's why ISIS, when they come in and they, they, they conquer a place, what do they do? They get rid of the history. And then you have a blank slate, and you can Im- impose upon them your own slate of history. That's what they're trying to do to our country. And we're falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. But I think a lot of the American people actually they do have common sense and what is lacking is courage courage is so vitally important when alexis de tocqueville came here in 1831 and studied our whole system at the end he said the thing that impressed him the most were the sermons that came out of the pulpits of america that encouraged a bunch of ragtag militiamen to be able to defeat the most powerful military empire on earth they gave the people a sense of morality, a sense of right and wrong. You know, it was that sense of right and wrong that I think inspired the abolitionists to do what they did to get rid of slavery in our country. And our country actually has an illustrious history. But there are those on the left who who want to teach our children something else. Instead of looking at our whole history, the good, the bad, and the ugly, they handpick the ugly parts and try to build everything around that when in fact we have a glorious history have we been perfect absolutely not have we made some horrendous mistakes we have but have we learned from them that's the important thing and that's what leadership is all about up next we'll listen to dr carson and sebastian gorka after this break Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A remarkable neurosurgeon, the holder of the Presidential Medal of Freedom, former cabinet member. We're talking to Dr. Ben Carson. Follow him on social media at Real Ben Carson. And the website for his new organization is AmericanCornerstone.org. Uh, Dr. Carson, I, I, uh, during the Manhood Hour, I, my favorite question is to ask our guests, I know you grew up in poverty. I know your your. I think you had a single mother as your mother. So this is going to be a very interesting question. Who made you understand the values of manhood, of what it means to be a responsible grown-up man? Who what was it? The books that I, I think she was illiterate, but she made sure that you were reading. Was it the examples in literature? Was it an uncle, a grandfather, a coach? Who influenced your understanding of what it means to be a man? Well, believe it or not, it was my mother. You know, uh, she got married at age thirteen. Uh, years later, discovered that my father was a bigamist. She had less than a third grade education, but she was a person who never made excuses for herself, and she never accepted excuses from us. And she was always pointing out people to my brother and myself. That's the kind of man that you want to be. That's not the kind of man that you want to be. Uh, that was every day we heard that. So was and it was I, it, I pe- was it people in your community? Them. Was it people in the church? Yeah. Who, who, who was she pointing at? I'm curious. There were people in the community, some who were actually decent uh, people, and there are others who sort of sat on the curb with a paper bag, you know, drinking from it. Like that's supposed, like you're not supposed to know what it is. But uh, otherwise, she would see people, particularly at church, or who own the business, or maybe the doctor, and uh, would would talk about some of the good things about them. And eventually, it was watching the people in the homes that she cleaned, because she was a domestic, that really taught her how to become successful. And she imposed that on us. And we didn't like it very much, to be honest with was you. She, was she a strict uh, mother? Her, oh, very strict. <laughs> you never got away with anything with her. But uh, but we loved my mother because we knew that everything she was doing, she was doing for us. And her friends would criticize her and say that you can't make boys stay in the hospital, in the, in the house reading books. They'll grow up and they'll hate you. But uh, I think she got the last laugh because one son became a brain surgeon and the other became a rocket scientist. <laughs> Literally, your, your brother is a rocket scientist? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Wow. And, and would you, if she didn't do it, would you put in words the characteristics of the men that she pointed out to you and said, that son, that's the kind of man you need to be. What kind of adjectives would describe those men? Kind caring, responsible, uh, making sure that they protected their families and provided for their families and provided, make sure that they provided for their wives, take very good care of their wives. That really made an impression on me. 
And as my kids were growing up, I want them to see how to treat a wife. And uh, all three of my sons got married in 2011. Uh, they're all happily married with children. And I think a lot of that has to do with the modeling that you do for them. Because the nuclear family is falling apart, uh, what are the implications for that? We're not passing values along to the children. There are a lot more just single moms who think nothing of it, who, who don't think that the, having the presence of the father is very important. But a lot of that stems from the fact that they never saw it modeled the way yeah. that it's supposed to be. And instead, they see some of the stuff that you see on television, which is ridiculous. Yeah. We're talking to Dr. Ben Carson, a former Secretary of Housing and Urban Development in the Trump administration. His website is AmericanCornerstone.org. You can follow him on social media at Real Ben Carson. Um, Dr. Carson, as you can attest, if anybody asks you afterwards, we don't clear our questions with anybody, not even when President Trump comes on the show. Uh, we don't rehearse them. We just, you know, we have a discussion. And I'm going to ask you something a little bit personal now, and I hope you'll indulge me. Uh, you served at the highest level of the Trump administration. I was a deputy to the same man you served. And I'd like to ask your explication or your reaction to what we've witnessed in the last two and a half years, because in my living room at home, there's a big piece of vellum with my name in old italicized writing in cursive and the signature of the president. And it's my political commissioning document making me a strategist to the president. And I, I take that piece of vellum very seriously. And I see other people who served with us, even who served at your rank in the cabinet, who have left that administration and who, um, well, this is the manhood hour, individuals who have not behaved as honorable men whether it's clowns like Scaramucci or people in uniform like the former chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Mark Milley, individuals who lambast this individual today, uh, completely smear him, who were fine to take the king's shilling and work for him, didn't resign in protest by what they thought of him then, and now seem to have problems with him. Would you talk to us about this phenomena in Washington, D.C. of we seem to have a lot of dishonorable men? Well, I think it's pretty easy to explain. If, in fact, uh, you come out as anti-Trump, then you get kudos and you get praise. And if you come out as pro-Trump, yeah, the opposite occurs. So you have to have real conviction in order to do that. And uh, it's sad, but uh, that's the way it is. You know, the fact of the matter is, when you when you look at the accomplishments of that administration, they are mind-boggling, particularly compared to what's going on these days. And I think people just have to also recognize that if, in fact, we allow the left to do what they're trying to do, to take their political enemy and not only disempower them, but actually punish them by putting them in jail, then we will have become something other than the kind of nation that we've been in the past. Yeah. Well, well, you are one of the few honorable men in Washington, D.C., and um, it, it is proven by the fact that you haven't, um, you haven't 
sold yourself out for the adulation of the uh, mainstream media and um, the deep state. And I, I want to salute you here in America first in front of millions of people for having done that. Would you talk to us about whether the, the stranglehold of the Democrat Party on, on the black vote could be crumbling. And I don't mean because of simple explanations, because of the, you know, the, the booking photograph, the mugshot from Atlanta. But, but it does seem as if things are trending in the right direction. For, for 60, 70 years, the black community has voted almost exclusively Democrat. Do you think they're finally waking from that torpor and could be realizing that they actually have been on a plantation, but it was a, a Democrat-run political plantation? I believe uh, there's significant awakening occurring, particularly among black males. And, uh, you know, they're seeing that the policies of the Democratic Party, quite frankly, are not conducive to success for them. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's a good thing. But interestingly, during Trump's administration, there were a couple of times when we had uh, hundreds, literally hundreds of young blacks at the White House, very enthusiastic about the president. Would the mainstream media show any of that? Of course not. No. <laughs> what is it like? Uh, what is it like to be? Let me read. What does it say? Your 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 Wikipedia entry uh, calls you one of the most famous black conservatives. Here we go. Carson is one of the most prominent black conservatives in America. Is it hard to be a black conservative? Because um, I look at what they're doing to to Justice Clarence Thomas. Um, do you revel in the assaults, or is it hard? No, it's it's not easy. There's no question about that. You know, for the left, the only thing worse than Satan is a black conservative. I mean, they just don't like that idea because you're not supposed to think for yourself. And you're certainly not supposed to dispel the myth about this being a systemically racist country. But, uh, you know, as I was growing up as a kid, you know, I, we never bought into that stuff. You know, were were there people who were racist? Of course there were. Are there people who are racist? Of course there are. Is Satan alive and well? Yes, he is. <laughs> so, you know, I don't worry about that. It didn't impact my ability to achieve. And that's what people need to understand. And you also have to understand that there has been an enormous change in this country. In my lifetime as a six-year-old, I remember going to Chattanooga, Tennessee, and seeing the whites only and colors only sign in the same lifetime. What do you see now? Black admirals and generals and CEOs of Fortune 500 companies yep. and heads of foundations and university presidents. We've had a black president of the United States. Come on, to say that things haven't changed dramatically in a short period of time is ridiculous. Uh, have we reached nirvana? No, we have not. Are we making good progress? Yes, we are. And we need to concentrate on our victories and why they were victories and enhance those. And as a man of faith, I know that you understand that nirvana is not possible here on earth. There's only one place there is paradise, and that is in the afterlife. We're talking to the former Secretary of Housing and Urban Development in the Trump administration, Dr. Ben Carson. His website is AmericanCornerstone.org. Dr. Carson, a wise man once said that a society, a civilization, will in the final analysis be measured by how it treats the 
most vulnerable, especially the unborn and the aged. Uh, we have a lot to answer for. We have a, a great victory with the striking down of Roe v. Wade. But as a doctor, I have to ask you one question that, that constantly irks me and troubles me. We, we know that thousands of children have been, quote unquote, medically transitioned uh, surgically as well. And as a, a surgeon of world renowned, can you explain to me how a doctor who's gone through 10 years of training and medical practice could even countenance removing the healthy sexual organs of a 14-year-old girl or boy? How, how does that happen in America? Uh, doctors are influenced by uh, peer pressure, just like everybody else. And I've been, frankly, a, a little disappointed with uh, how some of them have utilized their knowledge in a very negative way. You know, doctors know that a child's brain develops very, very prolifically. Hundreds of thousands, millions of neurons every day in the womb. But it continues even after birth. And the brain develops well into the, your 20s. Yeah. That's when you have maturation. You're not capable of making the most sophisticated uh, decisions until your brain is mature. And certainly when you're in middle school or grade school, you're nowhere close to that. And that's why God gave you parents to protect you from predatory people who will take advantage of an immature brain. We're seeing that occurring in our society, and many people do nothing about it. What a perfect way of putting it. That's why God gave you parents, to protect you whilst you are vulnerable. Of course, he had an answer to the question. That's why he's Dr. Ben Carson. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's it for this week. Please subscribe for free to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you don't miss any episodes. Rate us, review us, spread the word. Spread common sense. It's got to be common again. And remember, the four cornerstones, faith, liberty, community, and life.